Are you ready to begin your journey out of the realm of just theories and into a world of excitement and experience that only comes with braving the unknown? Join us as we speak to entrepreneurs who have faced the challenges of successfully creating businesses at home as well as abroad. Whether it's arts, services, or tech, from Shanghai to Tokyo, Bangkok to Mumbai, we'll help you find your inspiration and turn it into action. Get ready for Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now welcome your host, Neville J. McKenzie. Today's conversation is with John Chung from the Chung Yu Hung Candy Factory, Aaron Wong from Sinfutech, and Win Pei also with the Chung Yu Hung Candy Factory. All three are participants of Feed Camp 2018, and we find out the background to their participation. The issue and what if the solution is not found stated by Zhong Cheng. And even in Feed Camp, uh, which is really about feeding, you know, uh, a very big 9 billion population in 2050, where if we don't come up with a solution right now, um, when we reach that stage, you know, um, food as a resource can be seen as a tool for war. Innovative ideas based on waste from Aaron Wong. Uh, because, I mean, what we're trying to do is that we're taking uh, a waste byproduct and turning them into innovative consumer food products that have never been seen before. And they have uh, quite a fair bit of uh, commercial value as well. And secrets under development from Win. We have right now before the new uh, office and the new lab comes up in Q1 next year. So um, I think we're, we're doing good with kombucha, but it's all a secret right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can't reveal too much of it. This conversation was part two of a four-part series published on the Asia Tech podcast platform, where I am also a guest host. So now, without further delay, let's begin. Hi, this is Neville J. McKenzie, and I'm with the Asia Tech podcast. And today I have guests with me, John Chong, Aaron Wong, and Win Peh. Yeah, that? that's right. You got it. Pleasure okay. to meet you. <laughs> hi, hi everyone. Yeah, and today we'll be talking about food. Was it John? Oh, the uh, food uh, food camp. Food, uh, feed camp. Feed camp. Yes, feed camp. camp. Let me get it right. Feed camp. Feed camp. Okay, so John, can you just uh, tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, uh, I'm uh, the director of uh, Cheng Yuhin Candy Factory. And um, our business is, uh, has been pretty much very traditional business. And then in you know, the couple of years, uh, we've been, uh, been actually innovating in the sense that we've been building new product lines as well as uh, moving towards uh, consumer. Uh, and at the same time, uh, at the start of this year, we actually launched uh, a new initiative, uh, Innovate360, which is basically... Uh, an ecosystem uh, that basically focuses on food. Uh, and so we have a whole ecosystem uh, of, uh, you know, a food incubator, a co-working space, um, chef facilities, mentors, and partners as well. And part of it is education. So you mentioned a food incubator. Yes. And that, I think, that's one of your companies here or one of your incubees is that what you'd say incubee yeah one, incubee. one of our startups yeah uh, that would be aaron yep that would be me indeed so yes. yeah my name is aaron i'm from sin food tech which is pretty much a contraction of singapore food technologies right 
So uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty much a, an incubator of John's uh, under the auspices of the Innovate 360 program. Um, well, a quick overview of what we do at Symphotech, right? So we're essentially in the business of taking food processing byproducts and turning them into innovative, never-before-seen uh, consumer food products. And I think I'm uh, happy to share that one of our innovative breakthroughs uh, involves the creation of a first-of-its-kind soy alcoholic beverage that we've, ma- that we've named Sachi. Yeah, so it's uh, been pretty cool. And I think uh, we're very thankful to have John around as well as our mentor in some sense and uh, to be part of the Innovate 360 program as well. Yeah. So, John, can you just tell us about your role in FeedCamp? Ah, so, um, my role in FeedCamp is uh, it's an open uh, innovation platform where we get people from the industry as well as uh, from academia and, uh, of course, um, you know, just people who are really interested in food to come together. And my role, basically, uh, I'll be one of the guest speakers. Um, at the same time, uh, we're also looking to scout. I mean, we're, we're looking to scout for, for startups there as well, uh, who can eventually come over to in, Innovate 360. And, um, Wynne, can you just introduce yourself? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my role basically would be to support John. Um, as it is, uh, Innovate 360 is the first ever of its kind to launch in Singapore. So, uh, definitely, we are going into uncharted territories. Um, definitely, a lot of exciting opportunities, and therefore, uh, I think uh, my role here is actually to help John to find a way and navigate uh, uh, a new path into this uh, brand new era, whereby we focus a lot more on food, which I think in a Singapore context, which hasn't been really been focused on or done before. So mm. you, you win. You mentioned uncharted territory. So <laughs> um, over to you, John. Um, what are those uncharted territories? So I mean, uh, you know, uh, in in Singapore's context, um, we we've we've come quite far right now. I mean, the sense that we're starting. I mean, we are um, starting the first uh, incubator facilities uh, focused on food in Singapore and. Um, it's pretty much not done in this part of the world. And what we're really hoping to do is um, focus more on food innovation, uh, tech for food, deep tech, um, and anything related to food. So we're trying to move towards a more sustainable um, uh, food ecosystem, uh, something that is in the focus of uh, feed cam itself. Okay, so your company, um, is it, let me get this right, Hung, uh, Cheng Yu Hung Candy Factory? Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's got a history. So yeah. can, you know, we're, we're today, you know, we're looking forward, but let's just have a look, you know, just tell us something about your history. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I, I think um, we've, we, we started in 1947. Uh, we started as a candy manufacturer. Uh, in those days, uh, my grandfather uh, started a company making Chinese candies and, uh, you know, preserved fruits. And along the way, we started manufacturing rock sugar, red sugar and black sugar, which are pretty much very traditional sugars that are mainly for the local, uh, local and Asian market. And... Um, we started trading uh, our own materials in the 1990s, and today we are one of the 
bigger players, um, at least in this part of Asia, um, in terms of um, uh, soft commodities like sugar, rice, uh, flour. Mm, and of course, while this is being done, we still have our traditional products that we still manufacture. And in the last 10 years, we've been automating, uh, improving our productivity and you know, we've reached a stage that we we decided um, in the last uh, couple of years that you know it's also time to explore other other ways of manufacturing and adding value to the production. And so, jewels was one of the um, the rock sugar sticks uh, was one of the uh, initiatives that we started uh, about two years ago. Yeah, and and it's transforming a very traditional um, rock sugar product which is used typically in Asian cooking and we've made it something a little bit more young and trendy that you can use in a cafe um, in a you know in a bar or just as uh, souvenirs even okay mm. so you mentioned that your grandfather started a company that's right so you what you and earlier you said we so when did you get into the company uh, I've been in the company for about 10 years. 10 years, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, what changes did you make when you started? Because it, I would assume that it would have been, a, as you mentioned before, a very traditional company doing things in a very traditional way. And looking at you now, seeing your age and saying you've been there 10 years, um, how did you, what was your introduction to the company like? Um, so when so uh, I mean when I graduated I, I was working in a bank like most of my my peers and uh, I was called back to the family business and it was a a very different you know environment back then and uh, you know we we had a lot of uh, staff I, I I think most of them were in the average of about sixty years old. Uh, I was one of the youngest uh, when I entered. How did you find that? And uh, a little bit different. Uh, very hard to change a lot of processes. Uh, it took me quite a couple of years before I I built some trust among you know the employees and started to move the company in the way that you know uh, me and my brothers had had the vision to do. Um, so. Entering the business at those times, uh, the the change basically was from, you know, we put in place systems, um, we raised the the productivity, we um, we 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 also got attracted younger talent, so averagely um, decreased the the average age <laughs> in the company, which is also important. Uh, really talking about succession. Um, uh, talking about growing the business again as well. Hmm. And what challenges? What other challenges did you face that um, enabled you to become a what I would say was a mentor to somebody like Aaron? Well, um, I think. Um, well, I mean, the challenges previously was really about dealing with people, and uh, I wouldn't have. Uh, also transform the the business from a very traditional business to something that's today uh, without the help of a lot of uh, hello oh without a lot of partners and a lot of uh, friends supporting so we we basically based on that uh, you know that that 
network that we built over the couple of years uh, managed to um, grow it in such a way that you know we can help startups as well. So Aaron, um, how have you found the help that John has been able to bring, give to you? Well, I think it's been pretty much uh, a fantastic experience, right? Because I mean, as a very young startup, I mean, Symphotech is only about six months old thus far. Um, I think one of the key things to success, at least in, from the perspective of a startup, is really all about fostering the right connections so that you can essentially push your product or service out to the market successfully. And uh, obviously, being a young company, this can be quite challenging, especially if you don't know an industry mentor or people that can actually point you in the right direction. So I think we're quite uh, thankful in that sense because uh, we were actually applying, looking around for like uh, the appropriate industry partners and stakeholders with which we could foster a collaboration with so as to bring our technology as well as service uh, to the market. And I think it's uh, all thanks to the ecosystem as well in Singapore. I think uh, we're all quite aware of the fact that uh, Singapore has quite a, a, a very strong uh, startup culture here in that um, there's a lot of uh, processes in place, infrastructure in place to support the development and growth of startups. And I think Innovate360 under Ching Yu Hing is one of these uh, initiatives as well. So um, obviously you've got a, a fair bit of support from government and from industry as well. And I think uh, suffice to say at this point in time, Symphotech has greatly benefited from um, all these uh, all these infrastructure and systems that have been put in place. So it's been, well, it's been a great experience thus far. So have you always wanted to have a startup? Well, I guess, um, I mean, my family, they, my, my family members, my parents, they've been uh, entrepreneurs themselves as well. So I guess it was uh, only a matter of time for it to happen. But uh, prior to joining this whole um, startup scene, I was actually working for typical corporates as well for about two and a half years. In fact, I was from the aviation industry before joining Symphotech. So um, what, what really drew me to Symphotech and um, what was pretty much the product idea and the, the concept behind it. Uh, because, I mean, what we're trying to do is that we're taking uh, a waste byproduct and turning them into innovative consumer food products that have never been seen before. And they have uh, quite a fair bit of uh, commercial value as well. So uh, I thought that the whole idea was uh, very inspiring. And I think uh, touching on one of the points that John brought up earlier on, I think in the food ecosystem, at least the startup ecosystem in Singapore, food is an often overlooked um, aspect of the entire ecosystem. I mean, obviously, the more um, sexy industries that we've been seeing coming up thus far, obviously, deal with like blockchain, yeah. IoT, and the like. But I think ultimately, when you look at a fundamental basis, uh, you find that food is the core of our existence. It's the baseline, right? And obviously, populations around the world is growing at breakneck speed, right? And um, I guess eventually at some point in time, we're going to deal with uh, probably a food crisis. So I think uh, it's, it's great that, you know, we have all these initiatives in place to try to elevate the awareness that uh, the world has with regard to food as a whole. And, you know, the, the potential issues that might crop up if we were to turn a further blind eye to it. So the, you mentioned um, the sexy industries. Um, when, you, when somebody tells, talks to me about food byproducts, um, it sort of brings a negative connotation. So how do you overcome that? Yeah, precisely. So um, maybe just to share a little bit more about what uh, we're doing at Symphotech. Yeah. So I did, I did mention that we had a breakthrough innovation. That is, we took a waste byproduct that's generated from the manufacture of tofu. It's called soy whey, also known as tofu whey in some parts of the world. And uh, we've actually basically developed a fermentation technology, or rather my chief technology officer, he's developed a fermentation technology that's able to, bi to bio-transform that and turn it into a first-of-its-kind alcoholic beverage with immense commercial potential. So that in itself was uh, pretty exciting because, number one, obviously, you're taking a waste product, you're adding so much value to it. 
such that you can turn it into something that's never never been seen before. And you know that if done right, if you market it properly, it's going to be a hit. So um, coming back to the issue about the negative connotation to to food processing byproducts, sure. I mean, obviously, if you mention the word byproduct in itself, people are thinking like, oh, it's waste. It's stuff that goes yeah. into your your dumpsters, your trash, and the like. So I think it all boils down pretty much to consumer education uh, because I think you'll find that a large amount of food processing byproducts, they actually do have quite a fair bit of nutrients in them. So in this instance, um, the, the waste byproduct that we're dealing with, that is soy whey, is actually pretty much a waste because it smells bad, it tastes bad, but it's actually chock full of stuff that's actually good for you. It's rich in antioxidants, nutrients, and the like. So uh, with our patented fermentation technology, we're actually able to remove all the bad uh, stuff about soy whey and actually enhance its properties. And in doing so, we have on hand a, a successful proof-of-concept product that we've named Sachi. So it's a soy alcoholic beverage, 7% alcohol by volume. Um, it has a, well, I mean, according to the people that we've uh, given samples to, it has a fruity and floral flavor profile. Now, the, 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 the plug about this is that it's achieved without the use of any flavor additives. So it's purely a product of the fermentation process. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty much thrilled that the product has turned out to be as, as it is. And uh, we're currently working to commercialize it uh, in the next few months or so. Yeah. So do you have any production facilities? Where do you, where do you produce? So currently we're at lab scale and a laboratory scale. We're actually operating out of the National University of Singapore, where my chief technology officer is currently a PhD student of food sciences and technology. And uh, yeah, we're actually looking forward to working with uh, Innovate360 because I think uh, they pretty much plug a gap where we have an issue that is trying to find a suitable manufacturing facility as well as the distribution channels and know-how to push a totally brand new product, a food product that is, out into the market. So you mentioned in your work, you're planning to work with Innovate 360, and that would hand over to John there. Yeah, that's right. Who so so you have, so, a, so you have actually, a factory? Yeah, so so we we have a factory. I mean, I I, I guess that's why um, you know this is an initiative that we started. Um, our new factory will be built. Uh, it's it's currently um, being built right now. Uh, be ready in January two zero one nine. Uh, basically, you know, we are we're taking our traditional business. Um, you know, we and and over the years we've been expanding into a lot of the consumer business. But um, you know, what we have is the foundation um, of to build businesses, and we're we're just tapping tapping on our own resources. Um, so in our new factory, we'll we'll have a co working space. We'll have shared production, shared facilities, and. Um, that's where the startups can come in and, you know, they can use our facilities, our R&D, um, you know, the chat equipment um, and, you know, without having to, uh, you know, uh, to do it all by themselves. So, you know, I think what Aaron mentioned earlier on uh, about plugging the gap, which, uh, you know, basically is um, us coming in um, to help a lot of the startups who, you know, at, at first they start up in labs. Um, and in labs, I guess you just cannot commercialize. You need a factory license um, and you need access to, you know, production facilities, uh, production know-how. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's what we, 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 we feel. I mean, we basically provide a, a one-stop shop uh, solution to startups who are looking to scale up. And are there many startups in the food industry in Singapore? Well, actually, to you'll be surprised. Actually, there there's quite. Uh, I mean, 
not known to many. <laughs> there is quite a big interest in in food startups, and I don't just mean, uh, you know, um, startups who are doing food services. Uh, you know, like uh, you know your your the likes of Uber Eats and and Food Panda, but. You know there there are a lot of interesting startups. Uh, right now we have about six startups uh, at Innovate Three Hundred and Sixty, and and this was uh, since May this year, uh, where we also got a. I mean we are recognized we are a recognized incubator in Singapore, um, and also we we do um, support the startups uh, with funding from the government as well. Uh, so basically, if you are a startup and you're looking for funds. Uh, you know, uh, you can apply for the grant, and we go through with you your business plan, and we submit we submit that to the government, and then uh, based on that, if it's a good plan, then you you know you get the funding. So, what startups are you are you working with now? Um, so, so uh, of course, Simfutech is one of them. Yeah. Uh, we we have uh, two two other startups. Um, one that is uh, Itobi, which takes. Uh, uh, the anti nutrients from whole foods, and basically, you know, you'll be able to absorb the whole foods better, so you don't need to take more of it. So it, it helps. When you say nutrients, in, yeah. are they like pills or no? So no. so it's 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 again keep maintaining the the product the, the food uh, as a whole food yeah. rather than uh, taking it in the form of supplements. Um, what they do is they take away the anti nutrients, and then you know you you basically can absorb the 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 food better. Uh, so that's in terms of nutrition and uh, food sustainability because you don't need to eat so much of it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and we have another one which is uh, uh, Shok Food, which basically is in uh, clean meat. Um, and what what it does is basically growing uh the the cells of the meat in the labs. Uh, so you don't really need so much resources to raise an animal, slaughter it, and you know uh, it's it's a one one yes controversial but yeah uh, interesting <laughs> way uh, of food sustainability. Uh, and then we have uh, one we in kombucha. The, kombucha, mm. yeah. yeah, we got kombucha. So kombucha yeah. is basically fermented tea, which uh, is on the um, it's a rising trend right now around the world. And possibly maybe Asia is one of the later countries to catch up on it. So kombucha, we have uh, we have them in our current uh, interim office right now in our lab, and they are just uh, making do with uh, what we have right now before the new uh, office and the new lab comes up in Q1 next year. So um, I think we're we're doing good with kombucha, but it's all a secret right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> can we build too much of it? Yeah. yeah but I so, mean, I, I, I guess these are, are things that, uh, you know, so it's also about health. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about sustainability. It's about taking nutrients. It's about health. And, you know, um, these are just some examples of the startups that we have. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to build a whole ecosystem and, and we're only able to do that with partners, um, with people like uh, Platform E, uh, Focus Text Ventures as well and, and Tamasic Poly who, I mean the list goes on but uh, I, I guess the ones uh, that I mentioned just mentioned uh, also the ones that are organising feed camp yeah. so, so Wynne what's your role in Innovate 360? Ah uh, my role <laughs> yeah. Do you go out and you find the startups? Um, I guess uh, we do to a certain extent but we're also very grateful that uh, 
to find a lot of people who are actively seeking us out because we are the first of its kind in Singapore. And uh, we are actually indeed very surprised to have so many people who have all these um, innovative food ideas, food tech ideas, and who wants to grow this uh, food ecosystem in Singapore. Because, you know, when you look at Singapore, when you hear about Singapore, it's all about fintech, banking, it's all finance and everything else except food, because obviously we're not very natural resources rich, right? So um, to actually have people going back to the core and going back to food is actually very um, supportive in our idea of Innovate 360 to be successful. Yeah, and, and I, I think just, just to add also is that, you know, I, I think Aaron also echoes this. It's, it's, it's this whole... Uh, you know, uh, think about you know all the sexy industries, mm. you know all the tech, all the the fintech and stuff like that. But I mean, those are important. Uh, definitely. I mean, uh, crypto and and all these. There there are a lot of um, applications for them. But at the same time, you know, uh, you can have all these uh, amazing tech. But at um, you know, in the future, if there's no food. You know, that's that's a bigger problem. You know, who who you can't eat tech. <laughs> you can't live on <laughs> yeah, tech. Yeah. You yeah. still need to eat you still need to have your sh- your milkshakes and you know Yeah, you can't uh, eat your bitcoin your bitcoins for sure. Yeah. I mean yeah. You need your sake. Yeah, indeed. So Aaron, how did you get involved? How did you find out about Innovate three sixty? Yeah, so um, they're actually part of um, an ecosystem created by Enterprise Singapore, which is basically a government agency that um, you know seeks to foster enterprise in Singapore, be it in terms of startups or overseas partners, uh, local SMEs, corporates, and the like. So I think as what uh, John shared earlier on, uh, Innovate360 is actually a part of this uh, ecosystem as well that was created by Enterprise Singapore, ESG for short. And uh, they are actually, in a sense, an accredited mentor partner in AMP. Um, what does that mean? So what it means is that they are like appointed partners uh, that will assess... Um, Startup applications for a certain grant. I think he mentioned yeah, that before. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I better, I better say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 um, so, um, so we're part of uh, Startup SG, which is this whole initiative uh, to really get the the private sector to work with the government side to really bring about this whole new innovative uh, ecosystem. Mm. And I, I guess we we're the the few that represent food. Um, uh, and, and as a AMP, uh, as I mentioned earlier on, you know, it's, it's also about, uh, you know, helping the startups, uh, get their grants from the government. So we act as a sort of, um, uh, you know, you could say a we, bridge of sorts, right? Yeah, a bridge. Yeah. yeah. But you also can say that, you know, we basically review, uh, those startups, uh, so that, you know, um, because we, we are in the, in the industry, so we would know better. Uh, we'll be closer to the market so we know you know at least which are which are the startups that might be more scalable uh, have better market uh, response so so from there then we help vet uh, these companies and recommend them to 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 ESG which actually stands for Enterprise Singapore uh, which is a uh, arm of the government, and you know they they're trying they're they're pushing. Uh, they so far I think there there are quite a number of uh, AMPs, but I think focus fully uh, solely on food would be us. Yeah. So have you? What would be the strangest um, s- source of food that you've had? 
strangers. Um, <laughs> I I won't say. I I, I guess. Uh, strange. Or surprising. Let's say surprising. Surprising. Um, Would it be insects? Uh, yeah, I I I think insects. Yeah, I, I, I recall you were sharing something along the lines of insects <laughs> being used for consumption. So. Yeah, that, yeah, that's something I I think at least for me personally, <laughs> I I guess um I I am not the only one that that vet saw these companies, but you know for me personally, I think uh yeah, in, for me to use insect protein as a a daily source of uh you know co- you know uh, consumption for myself. Probably not so soon. Right, like oh. the like the cockroach farm, farm in uh, China, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I lived in China for fifteen years, and I've oh. crun- crunched on a few. Oh, oh. I love it. I mean, yeah. they have like full of stuff: scorpions, yeah. spiders, everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah mm. I'm not so adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> but, but would you? I mean, if somebody came forward with a, a plan, would you put that aside and say this can work for some people? <laughs> Uh, okay i I guess if i mean the business it it all boils down to the business plan and and actually the the current environment that we are right now in um really look i mean we we're looking at at innovative things and we're looking at different horizons and if it does fit into that horizon that they are are projecting then yeah i mean definitely i mean at the end of the day you know, we want to really help these companies uh, to grow and to scale. And that means um, also identifying the market uh, for these uh, new type of products. Yeah. <laughs> I, cause, uh, Putting aside all my differences. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I've seen the, the, the vertical farms. Are you mm. involved in any of that? Um, we are in a sense, uh, yeah. So one of our startups, uh, um, or, or other companies that we are, we are, we are right now incubating is actually, um, Opel Resources. Uh, so what they do is they do, um, vertical fish farming. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So right now they're tr- still waiting for a piece of land in Singapore because, you know, it's, it's pretty scarce, but. Uh, I think they they plan to bring this this whole concept where they 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 grow the fish uh, vertically, but it's also uh, farm to table, and they take a relatively um, cheap type of fish and they make it into something that could be as premium as unagi, for example. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, again, boiling down to it, you know, it's about sustainability, and that's a very big big team in our incubator. So, any if we look forward to the future, um, what do you see on the horizon? Any of you on the future? What would be where you see Singapore having to go to you know to stay ahead to to move forward? Oh yeah, I I I and I guess that's why also the government has been pushing a lot of attention here. Mm, definitely. Uh, I I think one 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 big theme, and even in feed camp, uh, which is really about feeding you know, uh, a very big 9 billion population in 2050 where if we don't come up with a solution right now, um, when we reach that stage, you know, um, food as a resource can be seen as a tool for war. I mean, uh, the fact that, you know, um, we have so much population and just not enough food is why, you know, food security will become a, a thing of the future. 
uh, all these talk about sustainability, about, you know, it, it's really about, you know, preserving what we have right now, uh, making it more efficient, uh, vertical farming, urban farming to make sure that we have enough food, um, automation in farming. It's also means and ways to ensure that for the future generations, we have enough food. Mm. You, you mentioned food security. Mm. Um, how does Singapore um, see food security? Because land is scarce here. Um, a lots, has, lots of food have to be imported. Yeah. So how does that sort of tie up with what you're doing in terms of your research, in terms of your de development? So, so I, I, I think uh, to comment about food security in Singapore, well, I guess um, one, one major challenge is that, you know, we don't have much land. And, you know, like, like, like you mentioned, it's also, you know, it's very scarce and, you know, we depend a lot on uh, our surrounding uh, countries uh, to provide us with enough food um, and you know there, there have been a lot of uh, scares uh, or even diseases or you know things like natural causes like drought and things um, you know affect the food supply chain and that's something that you know Sing the Singapore government has also been trying to do um, to ensure that you know we don't totally rely on um, importing all the food uh, I think they're, they're looking at vertical farms uh, really because just in case, uh, you know, there's a break of uh, a disease and, you know, you cannot get enough meat, you know, we have our, some of our sources as well. Yeah. So uh, I think for us, what how we bridge this uh, is basically bringing forth new innovation uh, that we can deploy uh, locally as well as in the surrounding countries. To ensure that, you know, uh, the food problem, uh, it ha will have lesser impact on us, yeah, in in the future. Yeah, so that's probably what feed camps about. It's about looking at the future. So when you take part in the feed camp, which will be in the eighth and tenth of November. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, what what do you hope to to achieve from feed camp? Um. So so I it's it's uh one of the I guess it's the first uh uh food uh kind of camp uh boot camp uh that that we've had so far this year. Well, I think it's something that I hope to at least inspire people, uh especially a lot of the the wannabe entrepreneurs or even some of the entrepreneurs or even companies to look within what they have and you know, um, hopefully come out with something that would be something they'd be interested to pursue, especially in food. Because uh, there's just too little people out there uh, finding solutions for food. Uh, I mean, them, them, I mean the, there is a lot right now, but more, more can be done and, and a lot more startups can be formed to look at the food problem that we have. And Aaron, you'll be attending the feed camp, will you? Well, if anything, I think uh, the feed camp is pretty much a fantastic idea, right? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think one recurrent theme that we've heard thus far is that food as a topic, especially in the startup sphere, is uh, not talked about as much as we hope that it would be, right? Because ultimately, food 
in Maslow's hierarchy is obviously at the base, right? It's required for our survival. So I think if anything, the feed camp will be a fantastic opportunity for corporates, for startups, for SMEs to come together, bounce ideas off each other, to try and see how best uh, you know, they'll be able to come together and create an innovative solutions so as to tackle the issue of food shortages as well as food security. And obviously, as a startup, we're very interested in the program. I think, um, I mean, we're always open to a lot of new ideas and getting to network and to know people in the industry who might be able to help us out in our course in one way or another. So I think it's a great initiative as well. Yeah. And when will you be attending mm. the food camp? Uh, I sure. most definitely <laughs> will be involved yeah. one yeah. way or another. Yeah, so I'm really hoping to meet all these um, people who are coming together. I mean, obviously, all with a passion for food, firstly, and then hopefully, second, with new um, ideas that we can help them to kind of uh, incubate or to grow further into a business, actually, that is sustainable. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, it, I mean, the, the feed camp basically is, uh, you know, something that we hope that, you know... Um, companies i mean like what aaron said like companies right. startups they can come in but it's also about disrupting you know what we really have existingly mm, yeah. it's 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 about ideating getting new ideas and developing it so that you know uh, at the end of the day uh you know a participant can go in and we you know we have no idea what they want to do in say for example or i'm an entrepreneur and i, I want to do something maybe in food i'm not sure and then hopefully go in there and then realize okay yeah food is something that i should consider really you know to develop as a, a business and uh, for corporates of course for them to you know um, look within and see how they can innovate and disrupt their own businesses to bring about change and hopefully you know do something that can impact uh, the future generations. So you'd be quite happy for somebody with no background in yeah. food to come down and see if the, how they can work with you. Yeah, definitely. definitely yeah. I, I think that that's the whole point of this program. And even for people who have ideas, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to make something uh, that is related to food, but you know, come for the camp. I, I guess that's where you know we help to further develop these ideas and also help maybe part, find founders, co-founders. Mm. For, for some of these startups as well. Okay, so I think that's time. All right. Um, cool. Anything else you want to add? Uh, food is core, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't live without food. Yeah. Okay, thank you, John, Aaron, and Wynn. Thank Thanks you. very much. And um, we'll look forward to Feed Camp on the 8th and 10th of November. All right. Cheers. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. This brings us to the end of this episode of Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now we need you to hit the subscribe button and head over to asiabizstories.com for more great information on how to take your inspiration and turn it into action. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you join us next time on Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action.